Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. I'm Tracy Osborne, and you're listening to the Daring Woman Podcast. Imagine the story of a generation being altered by women who were empowered to live their truth and in turn can empower others to live theirs. It's time to rewrite the narrative. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Daring Woman Podcast. Today, we are talking um, about a, a topic that I think probably the majority of us have struggled with, are struggling with, or know somebody who is struggling with, and that's depression and anxiety. And this is not only near and dear to my heart, because yes, I have depression. I've had it for years. Um, I have a, a child with anxiety. Um, but it's, it's important to me because people don't realize how how um, deep depression can run. And it's, it's not a matter of just, oh, you're lazy, just get up and, you know, find some motivation. Um, it's, it's debilitating. It really is. And my guest today, Elise Soutine, definitely knows the struggle. Um, as we were talking just before we started the show, she has lost decades of her life to depression. So Elise, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here with you. Let's start and, you know, tell us a little bit about um, your story with depression and anxiety. And then um, we're going to talk about how you were able to pull yourself out of it. Yes. Well, you know, like you mentioned, for most of my life, I'm 56 now. So for most of my life, I suffered with severe and extreme depression and anxiety due to the um, trauma I experienced as a child. I was the subject of violence uh, Mm -hmm. on a daily basis as a child. So that created a tremendous amount of trauma and PTSD. And on uh, most days I couldn't get out of bed. I mean, it was a struggle to get out of bed. And I remember really on the really, really bad days, I'd have to call my therapist to get her help to get me out of bed, to coach me out of bed. And I remember one day in particular where she said to me, Elise, all you have to do in this moment is put your sit up and put your feet on the floor. And her asking me to do that was like asking me to climb Mount Everest. 
that's how debilitated I was from the severe depression and anxiety. And then when I was finally able to get up out of bed, I just watched TV. I wanted the day to end. I just couldn't wait for the day to end. And so I would watch, you know, Seinfeld reruns and, and everyone loves Raymond. And it was just a cycle day after day after day. And the thing is, is that I thought my depression and anxiety was who I was. I identified with it. I thought it was my personality. I thought it really was who I, as, I was because I suffered with it for all my life. We were talking decades. And so I just thought, okay, so I'm a depressed person. But what was interesting at the same time that I was in this deep pain and darkness, I had this pull to live my full potential. There was this drive, this force that was pulling me forward. And it was just like this dichotomy between this darkness and this kind of this force of potential that made things even worse because I knew I was capable of great things and I knew I had really important work to do in the world, but I couldn't get out of bed. Right. Right. And so what ultimately happened was I uh, found myself in a rabbit hole of YouTube, which I love doing because I love learning one day. And I came across a spiritual teacher and she spoke really powerfully to me. Her name was Gabrielle Bernstein. And you know how you just find your right person, this one person that just speaks to you. And luckily she had so much content and she introduced the idea that I could actually start to think differently, to, a, to have a different perspective. And because I identified with my depression and anxiety, I didn't think, I didn't have the bandwidth or even the capacity to think that I could perceive things in a different way, that I could start to think differently and make different choices incrementally, little, little by little. And also that's what I started to do. And then in addition to that, one of the things that, one of the most powerful things that ultimately got me out of my depression, anxiety, one of them was the beginning of, was taking up a meditation practice because this Gabby had a, a meditation practice as the foundation of her spiritual practice. And I was inspired by that. And I found in the past that meditation is not for me. I tried it to do it several times and I just couldn't do it. But I found that, you know, saying a mantra during meditation, like you do in, in um, transcendental meditation was great. Uh -huh. And I went quickly to, I went to, um, to learn about Transcendental Meditation at David Lynch Foundation Center in New York City. And I was, I was sold, right? And I remember signing up to study the, this meditation and to learn about it. And the woman said to me, I'll never forget this moment. She said to me, you are going to get your life back. You're going to start creating again. And she said it to me with such certainty, right? And I... I was really taken aback, but I'll never forget that moment. And she was absolutely right. And so little by little, I found that, so you, how transcendental meditation works is that you, you meditate for 20 minutes twice a day. And so I just, sincerely, I didn't have really any expectation. I, didn't, I had no idea what was going to happen. But I found that I was feeling less anxious in just a very short period of time, like we're talking about a couple of months. And the thing when you have a meditation practice, the changes are so subtle and you only notice the changes after you've shifted. And one of the things that was really powerful for me was that I 
stopped waking up with panic attacks. Like I would literally, for all of my life, for decades, it was normal for me to wake up with panic attacks, with my heart pounding and hyperventilating. That was normal for me. <laughs> it was only after. I didn't even notice that it was a thing until it stopped. So through the meditation practice, and there are many scientific studies on this, but I had no idea. And so I just really committed to my meditation practice even more so. And then I had a very powerful spiritual awakening. I started to become more aware on certain levels of consciousness that I hadn't uh, had the ability to do before. And I started to have started to really understand in a and, and know in a very deep way that we're all interconnected so i started to perceive in a very different way because the meditation helped me to elevate my consciousness and so as a consequence i became a a transformation coach right and so then you know i could go into all how i started a business and how would that led to ultimately learning about the subconscious and the subconscious identity. So I can talk about that more, but I, I want to pause now to, to see if you have any, any commentary or feedback that you'd like to give. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm fascinated actually. Um, you know, and I'm sure that uh, some of our listeners are out there thinking, okay, we just went into woo woo land. Um, <laughs> you know, with transcendental meditation. So, you know, let's, let's talk a little bit more about this because um, I, you know, I'm a firm believer in meditation, but, you know, sitting there for 20 minutes, twice a day, uh, you know, for me, number one, I don't have time. Um, and number two, I, I would not be able to do it. I, I would just, I get fidgety and, and all of that. So, um, you know, let's, let's talk a little bit more about how to, you know, how to get into that and, you know, why, why it's so important. To, yeah, absolutely. You know, we've got to quiet our minds, but that's like, yes. that's really hard when you have depression or right. anxiety. It is, it is, but you have to also ask yourself, how much would it be worth to you to have peace of mind to make 20 minutes, to carve 20 minutes twice out of your day? Mm -hmm. That means getting up early or doing it before you go to sleep, you know? So that's really the question to ask, but I have a lot of things that I can say. First of all, meditation is not woo-woo just for those who think it is. It's actually not woo-woo. If you were to Google, there is tons and tons of research done on meditation and the effects, the powerful effects it has. And in fact, Yale university had a specific division to meditation, studying meditation and its effect, studying the brain. So what we, what we do know is that, for, so for, in my case, and those of us who've experienced trauma, we live in survival mode, right? So we're living from the survival part of our brain, which is like the amygdala. So all the decisions that we make, our behaviors, everything is informed from the amygdala, that part of our brain. So we really, when we're in a, what I like to call when I was in my cocoon of trauma, I wasn't who I really was because I was making decisions and living my life from a place of survival. Either things were either black or white. Mm -hmm. and, and so what meditation did 
does and what it did for me on a physiological, physiological and scientific perspective is that it shifts you from that survival part of your brain to the prefrontal cortex of your brain, the part of your brain that's, that makes analytical decisions is, is the executive functioning part of the brain, right? So it takes you out of that animalistic survival part and puts you in your, the front part of your brain, which is reason and, a, a, and uh, analytical, right? And analytical. So, and, and like you, believe me, it's like, uh, it was somewhere to, to meditate. I wrote off meditation for 10 years. I'm like, I can't do it. Forget it. I can't stop my brain. Right. It just won't, my mind just doesn't stop. Just forget it. Don't even, I don't even want to go there. And for, so for some re- reason, and I tried, and I tried many times in the past. That's why I make that point. Um, but I find that with transcendental meditation, what you can do is you're, you're assigned a mantra. And, you know, the thing is, is that I can just give people a mantra right now. I mean, you're, you don't have, in my opinion, you can use any mantra. And I'm breaking the rules of transcendental meditation. But let's just say, <laughs> let's just say that, let's just say, call this meditation with mantra. Let's not say that this is technically uh, transcendental meditation. If you can say something like satnam, right? Satnam. And what it does is that when you focus on those words, it shuts out the mind. It helps to shut out the mind. And so you can, yeah. And, and so if, you know, so for people who, who say they don't have time, well, do you have time to, to be well? I mean, what would it worth be worth, worth it to you to have peace of mind? And I have to tell you, like, one of the most valuable things, and I always say this, one of the most hard-earned, valuable things that I, that I have and possess is peace of mind. Peace of mind. And it's taken me more than 50 years to get it. And I wouldn't trade it for the world. So that's what I have to say to that. <laughs> <laughs> so there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that makes sense. You know, I never thought about the mantra thing. I guess that's why you know um uh like hollywood and stuff they portray people um doing the lotus position repeating yeah hippie you know yeah (laughs) Yeah, i know (laughs) and and i think that's you know exactly this kind of the the idea behind it is that you're focused on that sound and and that word and so you're not thinking about anything else right but but also you don't necessarily say it out loud if you want to you can, but you're saying it in your mind, you're repeating it in your mind over and over. And I found that to be very effective. Yes. Right. And I also, I just want to say, you know, put my two cents in here. I think that society tends to mock things that are actually very powerful for us. You know, meditation, hypnosis is another thing that seems like it's a wacky thing, but it's actually really, really powerful stuff. Yeah. But, you know, I think we are coming to a spiritual awakening as a society. Um, You know, as we come into more of the the age of Aquarius or the dawning of Aquarius, whatever, um, you know, like the song. But so I think that more and more people are actually opening their minds to it. Um, Yeah, I I hope so, because they're really missing out. They're really missing out. Yeah. I, you know, it's just like, I, I, not that I have any regrets or I, I, 
I look back on my life with regrets in any way, shape or form, but it would, my life would be look very different had I started meditating at 20 or 30 or 40, you know, sure. very different. Sure. I, I think, you know, I'm sure probably a lot of us would be the same if we had started doing the things properly at a younger age, instead of thinking that um, we're invincible and, you know, who needs to do all that? Um, you know, so for or, those, or, or I just want to say, or, you know, in my case, feeling bad about myself because I thought my depression was who I was. I thought I was just a depressed person. Then I was a hypersensitive, mm -hmm. super depressed. And then I just felt bad about myself all the time, you know? Right. Right. Because, um, where we feel run down, we have zero energy. We feel like we're failing everybody because we just can't do anything. Like you said, it, it was like climbing Mount Everest just to set up and put your feet on the floor. Yeah. Um, yeah. and I, and <laughs> I know those days. Yes. Um, and you know, even, even on medication, um, I still have, uh, a lot of days where I just, I, I have zero energy. I'm just run down. Um, and so, you know, I, I just don't do anything. Um, yeah. and so it, it does, it, it really does affect our self-esteem. Um, because we just want it to go away. We just want the fog to go away. We want to feel better. Uh, and you know, that's why a lot of people who suffer from depression, um, you know, look to suicide because it's a way yes. of ending the, the internal pain. Um, and you know, it, it's just, you get to yes. that point and you're like, I, nothing else is going to work and I can't continue living like this. Yes. Well, I've never said this publicly, but I've had two suicide attempts as an adult. So oh, I know, I yeah. know that pain. I know the pain. Yeah. Well, I'm glad they weren't successful. <laughs> Thank you. Very glad. But, you, but, but you know, the thing is, the thing is, is that I don't have those days anymore. I have yeah. versions of them. You know, I'm I'm not happy all the time, and I'm not perfect all the time. I'll have days when I'm when I'm feeling out of sorts and like I can't deal with anything. So what I do is Netflix binge. But I don't. That's my <laughs> that's my. You know, so maybe I'll have like a few days, like two, maybe three, where I'm out of commission. You know, that happens every now and then, but having those days where I actually cannot get out of bed physically, like there's a weight on me, those days are gone. They're yeah. gone. Well, I yeah. think we all, you know, we all need those downtimes where we just sit and watch mindless TV or, yeah, we're you know, human. We're human. exactly yeah. for me, it's, it's diving into my, my urban fantasy books, you know, mm -hmm. and, um, um, you know, pretending that I'm chasing hot men shifters or you know whatever it is but <laughs> yeah you know so it and and that's just it, it's it's escapism it's you know i it's a yeah. reset i you know i have to have yes. a reset and i'll have times where i'll read you know I, i'll burn through them and i'll i'll easily read an entire series in a weekend and then i don't yeah. i don't even touch those kind of books again until you know for weeks at a time so yeah. It, it's just, we, we have to do that yes. as, as people, whatever the escapism looks like for you, whether it's, you know, maybe, maybe it's just going out hiking or, you know, just sitting outside or, 
you know, getting your nails done, whatever it is, you, you need that, that reboot. Yeah, for sure. Yes, absolutely. So, okay. So for, for those who are listening, who are suffering from the depression and, and anxiety, um, you know, and they're, they're ready to give this a shot. They're like, okay, I have tried everything else. So, you know, why not? Um, you know, what are some tips that you have for us? Well, I actually have a second part of my story that, um, that relates to the tips that I want to give. And I don't want to overwhelm or anything, but I, I simply want to explain in, in my journey. I want everyone to really be fully formed. So the thing is, is that fully informed rather. So after I became, so I became a, a transformation coach. I had a business, you know, and okay. I excited starting a business like we all are. We get the website done. We do challenges. And <laughs> I was very sincerely wanting to serve and help people. And I found that I was very gifted at coaching. So I finally found what I was born to do on this earth. I'm very gifted at that. And so here I am starting my business, exciting, knowing I can help people and not getting any traction at all zero (laughs) traction right and so then i thought Mm -hmm. oh it must be my it must be my branding so i changed my branding still the same thing and and nothing what i what ultimately how i really shifted my life was completely and entirely to where i'm living my purpose is when i discovered the subconscious mind and how it works and how it controls 95% of our behavior. And specifically when I learned about subconscious identity, right? So what was happening, what was happening from a subconscious and scientific perspective is that I had the subconscious identity of someone who's depressed, of someone who's a victim, still, Mm -hmm. that was still all embedded in my subconscious mind even though I was feeling happy and had peace of mind and all of that, right? Yeah. And so I was trying to work from this. So the subconscious, because the subconscious identity controls 95% of our behavior and our decisions, one of the reasons I couldn't fulfill what I wanted to fulfill in the world was because I was coming at it from a depressed person subconsciously. And so it was... Uh, and, Things only shifted when I shifted my subconscious identity and unrooted a really deep, deeply embedded story in my subconscious mind around my dog when I was eight years old, that I was able to go from making $1,000 months intermittently to $10,000 weeks. And so I... I just, you know, I wanted to talk about that. And so what is a subconscious identity? The subconscious identity really is how we perceive ourselves. What our self-image is on a subconscious level, right? And how do we know that? Well, we have to just look at our environment, look at our bank account, look at our habits, look at the decisions that we make on a daily basis. And that will tell us what our subconscious identity is. So the question remains then, how do we shift this subconscious identity? And this is, I built a whole methodology around helping people do this called the subconscious shift method. And what we need to do to really reprogram our subconscious mind 
is to create context for a subconscious mind because the subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between our imagination, what we imagine and visualize and what reality is. And so what I, what I did on a regular basis and still continue to do is what does it feel like? I have to find out. So the question to ask is who do I need to be and how do I need to feel and what would I already do? I, what would I do if I already had blank, right? So we have to figure out who do we need to be to have what we want in this world? Because also the thing is, is that when you're really depressed, you don't even really know what you want, right? If that's, that's almost like a luxury to take the time <laughs> to figure out what you want, right? You just want some energy. You know? I, know. It's like, I, I just know. want to be able to go take a shower. It's been three I weeks. Know. I mean, <laughs> Yeah. But the beautiful thing about these exercises and, and you know, re reprogramming the subconscious mind, the exercise is the simple practice of meditation and envisioning your future by creating subconscious context for yourself. That's how your life transforms because your life will not change if you keep on doing the same thing over and over and over again. And that makes sense, right? In order for our life to change, we need to do new and different things and to yep. make those new and different things a practice like brushing our teeth, right? Mm -hmm. So this is where I have uh, my exercises, my, my uh, four steps for really subconscious alignment. Now, if this seems a lot for you and you're overwhelmed, I totally, you know, if this is just too much, just simply start with a simple meditation practice for five minutes, set a mm -hmm. timer for five minutes and set a timer and just say to yourself in your mind's eye, Sat Nam, Sat Nam. And it may seem silly and ridiculous, but I can, I'm a testament to the power of that. I came out of decades of severe and debilitating depression and anxiety and suicide attempts by doing that simple exercise. That's how I ultimately clawed my way out of my cocoon of trauma. So please, I, like, I implore you to just take five minutes, even just once a day, better yet, twice a day, when you wake up in the morning and just do that as mm -hmm. a practice. And, tr and expand it, work your way to 10, and then work your way to 15, and if you can get up to 20, that would be fantastic. So there's no pressure. So the first step is to really to, to take on a meditation practice and use the mantra satnam. And if you feel like you want to do a little more, and eventually also if you feel more comfortable, because I know it can be overwhelming to do more than one thing, especially if you're really severely depressed. So take that, start with that if it's too much. And then I want you to, the second step is to really get absolutely clear on what you want right? These acts are an act of self-love, right? Usually when we're so severely depressed, we feel so bad about ourselves. So I think it'd be wonderful to just see also these steps as a really beautiful and powerful act of self-love. And I want you to just take a piece of paper and just write what you want. Write what you want in your life. Don't give up on your dreams. Because you know what? I'm 56. I didn't give up on my dreams. Don't ever give up on your dreams. I don't care how bad you feel. And you have to know that I've been there, right? Right. So the third one is create a vision for yourself, right? So after you 
get absolute clarity on what you want. Create a vision. Put a vision. What does your life look like on a daily basis? <clears throat> what are you doing? Who are you doing it with? Where are you living? What kind of house are you living in? What kind of car do you drive? What are you doing right. in the world? What are you contributing? What are your gifts? And don't let your critical mind, don't let your critical mind in. Just allow yourself to dream like a, a child does without limitation. And the fourth thing is, is that I want you to determine how you want to feel. What is the most predominant feeling that you want to feel in this new life? Is if your life, if you are happy and joyful and peaceful in your life, like what is the main feeling? Is it confidence? Is it abundance? What is it? And I want you to take literally, I want you to take, start off with two minutes. This is how you're creating subconscious context. I want you to take two minutes after your meditation practice. I want you to stand and just feel in your body, more importantly, just in your body, what that feels like. And I want you to kind of envision your life. And even though this, you might find this to be difficult, when you are working your way out of your comfort zone and you're trying new things, it's going to feel very uncomfortable to do this. And you're going to tell yourself, mm -hmm. I'm not doing it right. I'm, this isn't working for me. Don't fall into that trap. Things are uncomfortable and awkward when you start doing new things. That's just how it is. So allow yourself that space. This is, you can feel how pa passionate I am about this. Oh, I know, I know. I and, know and I'm fascinated. Work. Yeah, I'm yeah, absolutely I know fascinated. That That's they why work. I'm sitting here being so quiet. I'm like, I just don't want her to stop talking because this is really cool. <laughs> <I'm taking notes> and... <laughs> so. so, yes. And then if you can expand two minutes to twice a day and longer, up to as long as you like. To because yeah. you, this is also quantum physics. This is not woo woo. This is actually quantum physics. When you, because we, and now I'm getting a little quantum physically, but we are electromagnetic beings and we vibrate on a certain frequency. And mm -hmm. when you take the time each day to feel how you want to feel with intention, you ultimately begin to vibrate at that frequency. This is science. And you will begin to magnetize into your life what you have envisioned. I'm getting goosebumps as I'm telling you this because it's the truth and it's what yep. I've experienced. Oh, yeah. And, and, Joe, and that's a Dr. whole different Dr. call, but that is so, um, you know, um, law, law of attraction, you know, all of that. I am a firm, firm believer that that stuff works. Yes, it does. And for those who really want to dive into the hardcore science of how that works, I highly suggest Dr. Joe Dispenza. Okay. He's got Perfect. a lot of books out. Go yeah. on YouTube. He talks about how this actually works from a quantum physics, from a scientific perspective. Okay. Good to know. Wow, this has been absolutely fantastic. And I'm looking at the time going, holy cow, how have we already talked for a half hour? Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> and I'm sure we could keep on talking if I wasn't watching the clock. So um, thank you so much, Elise. This has been fantastic. And, you know, um, listeners, what I'm going to do if you're um, if you're on the website listening to this, you know, just look below and I'm going to type out some of the notes, the, the four steps, um, and, and we'll put those down there for you, uh, um, as well as, um, 
you know, a little bit more about the transcendental meditation. Um, and of course, all of Elise's contact information will be there as well. Um, if you're on iHeartRadio, iTunes, any of our partners out there, um, go over to daringwomaninc.com forward slash stories. Uh, find Elise's podcast and um, just, you know, click on that link and, and her page will come up and, and all that information will be there. So thank you so much, Elise. This has been fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. And also, don't forget to join us over on Facebook. Come over to our group. It is your safe sanctuary for, you know, just just to let your hair down, be yourself. Um, you know, you talk about whatever you need to talk about in there. And what happens in that group stays in that group. It is a no hate, no judgment zone, nothing but support, inspiration, uplifting from one another. So head over to facebook.com forward slash groups, forward slash Jaring Woman, and we'll see you in the group, and we'll talk to you next week on the show. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.